back. Another episode of Post Faith and She Stakes, our finale to the top 10 uh, NFL players of 2021 in their respective positions. So we finally got through it all just in time because um, by the time this is up, it'll be, you know, the days within the first game of the season, which is was it's Bucks, Bucks and Cowboys, right? On Thursday. Bucks, Cowboys, yeah. Thursday night football. So that'll be. God, I can't believe it's a week away already. That's nuts. Yeah, I'm well, less than a week away. We're yeah. six days away. It's crazy. I, I'm excited. Yeah. It doesn't. It feels weird. I don't. You know, I don't know if it's because it's COVID or whatever, but mm. it just feels weird. I, you know, I maybe it's because they only had three preseason games, but I just don't feel like football's next week. You yeah, know, I mean, it kind of throws me off a little bit. When when did they announce that there was only going to be three? Like, did I miss uh, a meeting? <laughs> like, I never. I don't remember there only being three preseason games. Like, when did they announce that? when they went to 17 games, they're like, we're adding really? a regular season game. We're getting rid of a preseason game. You know what? I do remember that actually. It just never clicked, I guess. Well, it didn't, well, it doesn't click until you're like in the off season and preseason. You're like, Oh wait, football starts next week. There isn't another preseason game. Well, like I only caught a little bit of the Eagles third preseason game. And like ha- by like halftime, I was like, Oh, I'll just watch the fourth game. And then <laughs> it ended and they were like, Oh, that was it for the preseason. I was like, Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, this was probably the, I mean, when I was a little younger, I used to watch, like, I used to like, you know, I had a lot more free time. I used to just watch every Eagles preseason game from start to finish. Like nowadays, like I, be, I think I probably watched all of like a quarter of all three games combined. So I, I, I mean, I got to see what I wanted. I wanted to see some of the starters and, I heard enough throughout like training camp reports, like who's doing well and like Quez Watkins and, you know, Josh Sweat and some of these, you know, defensive players, whatever, the young guys who was doing well in camp and stuff. So, I, I mean, there some I didn't really preseason feel, game. yeah, I didn't really feel the need to watch the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of the preseason games weren't very exciting. The 35, nothing beat down we got from the Patriots. And then there was like one, I think it was the third game was just a ridiculous ending. Like, <laughs> they had the game won so many times and then they ended up blowing it. You know, they let them drive the field. There was an interception. There was a Hail Mary at the end. Like, it just was it's just yeah. nonsense. Oh, yeah. I, that was I, – I didn't even get to see that live because I, I walked away and then my friend texted me. He's like, did you see that shit? I was like, no, why? What happened? He's like, Jets tied the game with a Hail Mary. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I didn't, <laughs> you know like, what, though? <clears throat> not to cut you off, but that's such a – like, that's such a – eagles way to actually like lose a game in real like like a bengals-esque tie you know yeah but I, listen that that's exactly what they do they find creative ways to win to lose games that's true that's true but <clears throat> to get into it so this i don't even know if i said yet this will be our top 10 safeties so mm-hmm. that's the last position we have left um just tim and i you got to finish it out strong with the two of us and then absolutely we will have our uh season preview a couple days after this one will come out so that'll be another fun one that we'll have nick um back on for that so that'd be cool um but yeah so um let's get into our honorable mentions then tim so who do you who you got safeties i only got three this time i i cut it down for you so good i'm glad so i went i have two honorable mentions because you know i'm steady and consistent and don't give out participation trophies sure sure um but i will say these the 12 that i have including my honorable mentions i they are all top 10 in my mind it was really tough like i got to like the 12 pretty easily 
the, the top I, over top 10. Right. It could have like, it, it was a tough list. Like, you know, I felt like last year was a lot easier and I'm looking at the list from last year. I'm like, wow, some of these guys, I didn't even think of even considering putting them I, in the list. I think last year was, um, we had a lot of veterans who were still like doing yeah. their thing. And now some of them have kind of like tailed off a little bit. So I think that opened up for a lot of uh, mid-level, younger level guys. So, yeah, no, I would definitely agree with you that actually one of the guys that I had on my list last year didn't make it this year was, you know, current Eagle. Well, you know, wasn't Eagle at the time, but Anthony Harris. So that was, he was my number six last year. All right. I was, you know, All he right. did, he did not make the list this year, but still, <clears throat> you know, um, something exciting, something we can mention the season preview. Cause I do like some of those veteran guys they brought in a one-year contract specifically on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. But uh, with that said, let's get right to who my two honorable mentions were. So my first honorable mention, I went with a um, New York Jet who, let's be honest, oh. never, they never get recognition in our, uh, in our top tens and rightfully so. They've been just a have we, mess wait, of a franchise. Wait. <laughs> we don't, did we never have a single Jets player make any of the top tens? Well, last year our top safety was, you know, a Jets player, oh, but yeah. you know. Um, but outside of oh, that, wow. I, I can't really think of any Jets that have made the I'm list sure there's yet. other. I'm sure there's other teams that we haven't. Like the Raiders, I don't think have been in it. And, oh, no, Ronnie Hudson. But he's not on the Raiders anymore. Farmer Raiders. Yeah. yeah. But um, going off on the – so Marcus May, he's a guy actually I'm really yeah. excited for this yeah. year. I The Jets are hard to get excited for, but Marcus May is a guy I am excited for. Right. He kind of like took on that role uh, that Jamal Adams was before he left, like kind of the do-it-all safety you know, Jamal Adams has never been really known as a stud coverage guy. And I think he showed that, especially this year, because I think even when he was in New York, he had Marcus May to kind of make up for the coverage mistakes. And Marcus May would uh, be the guy that focused more on coverage, why Jamal Adams got to be all over the field. Sure. So he's always been a strong coverage guy. But what I liked is I was looking into it in the snaps he, he's, uh, he took this year. He had a lot more snaps in the box. He had a lot more pass rushing snaps this year, all career highs. He had career highs in pass breakups, 11, total tackles, 88, sacks, two of them, and two forced fumbles, all career highs across the board. And you know what? Those kind of sound like Jamal Adams-esque numbers. They're not on that level, but it sounds like they're putting him more in that Jamal Adams role where he's going to do a little bit more, do a little bit of everything. You know, you're going to see him touch every part of the box score with forced fumbles, the sacks, the tackles. And then we already know he's a good coverage guy because he was, you know, the main coverage guy in New York, even when Jamal Adams was there. So I'm excited to see what he does. Now that he's in a bigger opportunity and like uh, looked and he's basically in that Jamal Adams role. Um, and so I just, you know, it's hard to say anyone was successful in a two and 14 season, but I thought he was pretty good last year. Obviously, like I said, he had all those career highs. So I'm excited to see what he does this year. And then my other um, honorable mention is um, Marcus William of the Saints. Hmm. Yeah. Another another guy who's uh, definitely been, you know, a very good coverage guy throughout his career. I think right. he plays uh, a perfect dynamic with Malcolm Jenkins, kind of like May and Adams were doing, because Jenkins at this point in his career is in the box a lot. Um, he'll pass rush every once in a while. He's more of that Jamal Adams type, and Marcus Williams gets to be the coverage guy. What I really liked, because obviously Marcus Williams, you know, will forever be known for the miracle in, you know, Minneapolis – which oh, I was him. Yeah. I was and that's, God, yeah, it's, it's tough. That's something you'll never get past. Like that'll always be you. And yeah. listen, I'm always happy because I know that year the Eagles obviously went on to beat the Vikings and win the Super Bowl. I did not want to play the saints that year. That was not still, the year I wanted still, the saints. Still don't know if we actually would have been able to beat the saints, but yeah, the saints, I think we would have just, I mean, you, you look at it and you're like, 
Yeah, but you look at the Saints. They're young. They had Lattimore, Ramschek, and Camaro all rookies. Dude, yeah. well, our team was veterans. What, what Ramschek had a good rookie year, but he wasn't going to stop uh, prime Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham. And sure. you know, so uh, you know, I'd like to see Marshawn Lattimore go in his rookie season try to go up against uh, you know Alshon Jeffrey at his prime. He'd get bullied. But um, going off that, I actually thought what was most interesting doing this research is he only had he had a four point eight missed tackle percentage last year he missed three tackles and 62 opportunities uh which you know pff graded as actually one of the best uh Mm -hmm. so it's kind of you know it's listen that's something he'll never get away from he'll always be the guy from the miracles a miracle in minneapolis but when it comes to tackling he's become a lot more uh sure sounded so uh he's definitely on the rise i like him in that defense i like his future he was the toughest one to keep off this list and it was really close between my number 10 guy who i'll get to um but he was so close. I had him as last minute substitute out, and I would be surprised if he's in this list next year. So those are my two honorable missions. Fair enough. Um, I also have. Uh, I mean, I didn't have uh, Williams in my honorable mentions, but I did consider him. Um, they might think the Saints have a weird defense. Like they they run a really high safety deep. Like they're deep. Like he, Williams plays really far back. But he's a phenomenal coverage guy. He's a great coverage. He reminds me that, uh, that's kind of why I like weird, him together. It's a weird way to – it's hard to evaluate because that's really all he does is coverage, you know. He's not like a – a lot of my safeties in my list are like have variety. Like they're able to play in the box, able to cover, able to even some rush the passer. So um, that's no, definitely I, factored in I, a little I, bit. But I would agree with you on that, and I definitely helped in my rankings too. And that's kind of why I like them. Williams and May were with each other because I think mm-hmm. they're very similar – um, but they also play, you know, Adams most of May's career and then Malcolm Jenkins for the last couple of years of Williams career. Like they kind of can be that deep center field coverage guy because they got the their counterpart is more in the box. But, you know, especially with May, I've, I'm, I'm excited to see him take more of a more of the, you know, maybe getting begin the box, you know, pass rush, more of an expanded role, like you were saying. So it'll, it'll be exciting. Both of them are guys I'm looking forward to. You know, I'm happy that, you know, I was happy that they were out of the top 10. They're not there yet, but yeah. Um, but I, I, I also had Marcus May um, in my honorable mentions. I think you made good points. Um, you know, he's, I, I, I am, cause he had a, he had a pretty standout year, I would say um, stepping in for Jamal Adams and they're kind of a similar build of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious to see how, in the solid defense he'll be used because i mean when you think about i mean who who was a niners safety jimmy ward right yeah yeah i mean he had a pretty quiet season i feel like so i i don't know how they use safeties in his i don't know what kind of defense they run um so it'll be interesting to see how they use him but he's a good young player for sure um anthony harris who you also briefly mentioned he was i can't remember i don't think he made mine but he was definitely like in consideration um because you know he had that phenomenal 2019 he led the um, league in interceptions, interceptions really. tied, yeah. seven or eight yeah um and yeah i think i really i really like i think i think health will be you know something to watch as far as eagle secondary is concerned but i really like their secondary this year it's probably honestly it's the best it's looked since like Oh, Lito, yeah. Shepard, Sheldon Brown, Asante Samuel, Brian Dawkins days. Like it's been a long time. And I'm not saying they're like that good. I'm just saying as far as like what they, you know, these are, they're all veterans. So, you know, yeah. Nelson, Slay, very, I would argue they're both top 20 corners. 
Um, and then I think McLeod is still a top 20 corner, uh, safety. And I think a Harris, if he plays healthy and plays, he also remember like Gannon was his coordinator in Minnesota or not coordinator, but his like position coach or whatever. Um, and Gannon is now the defensive coordinator oh. of the Eagles. So look at that. That's oh. a little nugget. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, it doesn't happen very often, but when you teach me something, I get excited for that. So thank Sometimes you. I like to put on the oh, That's pretty class. good. All right. Yeah, you know yeah. what? I like? I'm going to steal that for our season preview on Monday. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, yeah, not to go too much more into the Eagles, but yeah, I, I really like their upside. And I think, I think Harris will have a surprisingly, I think what will happen is um, he'll have a really good year. And since so he's on one year contract, he'll either get paid. I mean, he's a little older, so I don't know how, and he's a safety. I don't know how much he'll get paid, but. I wouldn't be shocked if he got like a nice deal to go somewhere else. But hey, listen, he's in a contract year. I mean, all three of the veteran uh, guys we brought mm. in on defense were on one year deals. I, yeah. I think they're all here to cash in on their next contract. I'm surprised that they want to do it with the Eagles. That's usually something that they would want to do with a contending team. I don't know if I would say the Eagles are necessarily a contender, but yeah. hey, listen, I'm happy. I think it improves the defense a lot. But uh, um, is that your last mention or did you have one more? No, I, uh, that was my, my two. And actually, real quick, I, I think. If I'm not mistaken, Anthony Harris and McLeod went to the same college too. So I think there were a lot of factors to push Harris to going to Philly, um, okay. which was great. Like he was a very under the radar sign. Like, he's a great player. Um, and my last honorable mention who I really wanted to put on my list, but just didn't make the cut also was someone I wanted the Eagles to go after this free agency period. Um, formerly of the Los Angeles Rams, now a Cleveland Brown, um, John Johnson the third. Oh, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that one. Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's it's hard to kind of grades like second like any defensive player who played on the Rams. You know what I mean? Like you have Aaron Donald and Ramsey mm. and a real yeah they had a really good defensive coordinator down there. So it's hard to I mean that he's eleven. You know it's not like I'm shitting on him, but I I saw a lot of lists. He was high on a lot of lists, but you know this is my list. Um, but he's a really good player. I think he, I don't think he'll be as good as he was last year. Now on the Browns, I think maybe he'll, and that's not to slight him, but I just don't think we'll see the same production. Um, but you know, he's a great player. Um, Hey, I'll get, I'll get to that. And you know what? You're on a roll. (laughs) You're teaching me twice today. Virginia, McLeod and Anthony Harris did go to the same college. I'm impressed. Wow. We haven't even gotten to the top 10. You taught me two things today. I'm impressed. There we go. But before we get in, I just want to say, I think this might be the most, this list probably has the best potential for like the biggest variety or what did you call it? Variety. Variety. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and say we do have the same number one, but I think like two through, you know, Honestly, two through 10, I think is going to be pretty different. So, oh, yeah, no, I, I mean, you could pretty much anyone in my top 10, you could pretty much change them in whatever order. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there are a couple guys, I would say my top three are my studs. That's my elite class. I, yeah. I think you could put the top three in any order, though. Like, I think any of them. Could okay, yeah. One. I would, yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, uh, we'll see what uh, happens. Are we, are we, uh, are we drinking anything to toast the number 10 pick? Okay. I, I'm still working on my Yinling Oktoberfest. So, <laughs> So this one is actually, I don't know if you're into it. There's the brewer, a brewery in, uh, on Alms House Road near in Richboro. It's called Warwick Farm Brewing. Is that is that by the golf course? I believe so. Are you just saying you believe so or do you actually know? I, I didn't go, but I, 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just, I'm drinking one of the beers that came from there. 
I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're off. They're near like one of the smaller farm areas. Yeah, that would Anyways, make sense. What do you, what it, do you is, got? it is Warwick Farm, but yeah. we have a uh, Evan Flow, cool little blight blue can. Evan Flow. I'm not, not gonna lie. Not even flow is Evan Flow. Evan Flow. It's a it's a very big citrus citrusy beer. Oh, or citra Evan IPA. Okay, yeah. It looks like orange juice. Like if I just poured this in a glass, I would think it was orange juice before I thought it was beer. Okay. And it definitely has more of a citrusy taste than it does hops. And it's a little it like surprising a, for an IBA, IPA, is it, but is it like a creamsicle? No, nah, more like a it's oh. like a hazy orange kind of. It's orange. not bad. It's it's not exactly what I thought it would be when I opened it up, but it's 10% for yeah. a top 10 episode. That's I, why I, we're here. <laughs> that's oh, it's a little heavy. Um really 10% for an IPA? That's kind of did they get I didn't know they got that. I know stout because I drink a lot of stouts. I know they get pretty high and I and yeah, I mean, you get the ones but... you get those super bittery ones, you yeah. know. The, the, no, I do. Nice. I I do recall that play. Like, I haven't been there. I wanted to try it out though, but um, cool. All right. Well, with that being said, what's your uh, your ten percent take on number ten? What you got? So this one was the one uh, I was most excited for because uh, I already know. Uh, go, ahead. go ahead. He was my number ten last year, uh, and really? you and Mar. Who do you, where do you remember where you had him ranked last year? Number two. Number two. Okay. Number I, two. <laughs> I think Mark, I think I believe Mark also had him at number yeah, two. And we, I were, even, listen, we were somewhat, you know, it was it was valid at that time, but fair. Listen, uh this I actually after we did that episode, I was like, you know what? I made a mistake. I, I was a little too hard on him. And the only thing, the only thing holding this guy back, and this is what I said last year was the injuries. Because let me the only only year he played a full 16 games, his rookie year, his all pro season. He had three and a half sacks, mm-hmm. uh, over 100 combined tackles, four tackles for loss. He had three interceptions, and he was just a nightmare. He had 13 passes defended in his rookie season, All which is a nightmare. All over the field. But that second season, 2019, he only played five games. And that was my main argument why I kept him at 10. I was like, dude, this guy's got injury problems. I love what he does. I just worried about the injuries. This year, he didn't play at all. So I didn't want, you know, it'd be unfair if I had him at 10 last year and it was because of injury issues, it'd be unfair to kick him out of the top 10 considering it's just injury issues. I would just be beating the same drum all over again. So I thought 10 was fair. I'll bring him back to back 10 because he is an elite player. I mean, his rookie season, you thought this was one of the, the best young defenders in all of NFL. He was. And it just hasn't come together yet because of the injuries. He's missed 27 games the last two years. He's only played five games the last two seasons. It's yeah. really bad, and it's hurting the Chargers a lot. So my number 10, just like last year, is Darwin James. And I, you know what? Maybe it's me, blind optimism or whatever. I just think he's going to stay healthy. I think he's going to be amazing this year. He, it's weird. I don't know if it's because they both went to Florida State. But if you tell me who he reminds me the most of in the NFL, it's not even a safety. I, he reminds me of Jim, Jalen Ramsey. Kind of like a big, very good coverage guy who can do a little bit of everything and just has that, just you watch it. Reed. I, I don't mean, I don't know. I need to see a little bit more creativity in the playmaking area. But again, I've only seen this guy play one season. So maybe he goes yeah. out there and just leads the league in intercession. But just the body type, they did come from the same school. So maybe that's why, but they, I think they even played together. But the body type and then just his versatility. Like this is a guy who can play in the box, who could rush the passer, who could cover guys who could be the center fielder. And he did it as a rookie, a rookie. And he did this, but you mentioned the Rams um, defense coordinator when you were trashing John Johnson for no reason, he is going to be the head coach for Darwin going forward. And it's a nice pass rush with, I know they lost Ingram. Um, 
but yeah. you still got Joey Bosa there. Yeah. You'll be okay. I think they have a pretty – I forget his name. They have a young D tackle. is pretty solid. Um, but, yeah, and, and Kenneth Murray, I'm a big fan of that linebacker. I think he had a, you know, decent yeah. rookie year. I think he'll grow into it. But Listen, they just need to get Derwin. Even with Joey Bosa on that defense, Derwin might be the best defense player on their team if he's healthy. Oh, without a doubt. So, I will see. I, he's a superstar. It's just the injuries. That's why I stay in a 10. And I was right last year, even though I went against myself. I was right last year because I said the injuries were a concern, and then look what happened. Yeah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. So my number 10, and I 100% did this on purpose because I knew you were going to have him in love number it. 10. Is I love James. it. I love it when you just concede <sighs> to my my opinion. So here's my – I mean, basically everything you said, which, you know, hopefully there, we don't have too much more green. But, um, <laughs> he, yeah, I – when if he plays all 16 or 17 games now whatever it is i think he is a top three safety without question if he gets hurt again i'm going to be really concerned for his the longevity of his career yeah i know you can't you can't like you said he played five games the year before last year didn't play any you can't and they're like big they're not like oh you had like a boo-boo or you know he was out a couple weeks like these he it was significant injuries that required a lot of time off, a lot of rehab. And you got to imagine that starts getting to some of these players. So I agree, especially at his age. I just think he needs to, I mean, obviously certain injuries are out of your control, but I, and I don't want him to play scared either. You know, that's, that's just as dangerous as, you know, playing with an injury is playing scared. So we'll see where he, where he ends up, but I, I really hope he stays healthy. And I think if he does, He'll ascend right back to that two spot or one spot. So, I uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You are even though he is a young guy with the injuries already to his career. If he has another like, say, he plays three or four games, five games or whatever, you are worried about the the future from because that's Absolutely. just that's so yeah. much to come back from. And but you know what, this is kind of I would say a make or break year for him. Just just in the injury aspect because we are and still. He, I mean, let's be honest. We're putting he, him in the top ten safeties of his rookie year, which happened three seasons ago. Right. I mean, if he like his potential is probably the it's highest unreal. of any player in the league for yeah. on defense. But yeah, I I wanted to put him at like five, six, seven, and I was just like, I I I got to put him at ten. Like I can't I can't justify putting him so high again. So. But yeah, I, I'm I'm rooting for him. I'm a big. I actually almost bought a Derwin James jersey last year, and then obviously got hurt. <laughs> but yeah. uh, now I'm a big fan of him. I hope he does well. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, for the league's sake, because this was one of the young superstars of the league. It looked like from his rookie season. So yeah. I, I would love to yeah. see him comp- competitive again. But moving on, All right. my my number nine. Okay. Who I gotta be honest. Hmm. I wasn't even thinking. I knew his name. I I put him on my list of consideration when I was you know, put it all together. Okay. But I, did, I looked more into it. And I was like, damn, this guy gets absolutely no love. And then okay. I thought to his career is like, you know, he, he plays in a very good secondary right now on a very good defense. Okay. The, this is his second team in his career. The other team that he was on to begin his career. And that was drafted by same situation played on a very good defense with a very good secondary. And I got to be honest, I don't think he's ever gotten the respect of being the best member, not even in the defense in his team, but in the secondary of his team on both times, uh, both teams that he's been on. But looking more into it, he, he's a hell of a player. He was PFF's number two overall safety. He was the number one coverage safety in all of PFF rankings. Oh, 
I love I love the situation he's in. Uh, I think his future looks really good for where he's at. He had a little bit injury history to start his career, but the last three seasons he's played 16 games. And I think he's going to keep doing what he's been doing, but he is one of the more underrated guys in the league. My number nine is Adrian Amos from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, uh, he – I did not have him on my list. He was tough. I wanted to – there was – I mean, I hate to say it. You were right. There's a lot of good players to choose yeah. from in this – but I could a lot more competitive 15. than last year. Yeah, a yeah. lot more competitive than last year. Um, yeah, Amos is. I think did I have him? No, I didn't have him last year. I had Eddie Jackson because I remember I was looking at Amos last year. But yeah, he was. I mean, speaking of Eddie Jackson, he was from the Bears and then went to um, Green Bay. Yeah, I. He doesn't put up the interception numbers. That's the main. Yeah, concern. he's not a like, stat guy, but he's he's like you, the kind of safety you want to just kind of. He, he takes care of business. You know? I mean, think yeah, like look at but oh. he he's a guy that's able to make other players better. Like Eddie Jackson, Eddie Jackson since Amos and Vic Fangio has left, he's not on my list, and he's completely fallen off. Like he mm-hmm. was one, he was not top three. Like he was arguably one of the best, like the best safety in football. Yeah. You know, just three years ago with Amos and Fangio on the bears. And, you know, it's guys like that to kind of help you put those stats up, get the numbers. Cause they're, you know, you're in such a good situation, but since they've moved on Amos and Fangio, he's really struggled. And the Packers defense has gotten a lot better. Obviously they brought in other guys that Amos came in the same free agency as uh, Preston and Zedaria Smith came. So, you know, obviously there was more to it than him arriving, but you yeah. know, Jair Alexander, uh, you know, he benefits a lot from having a very good safety behind him. Darnell Savage, I think was a young guy that his career wasn't, you know, wasn't what it is now. You know, he's a guy I was considering for this top 10, but he's a good young player, but I think Amos is again, helping him his career. He helps the guys around him. He doesn't put up the numbers, but he is a very good coverage guy. And he's just a, he's a great guy to have in secondary because he makes everyone else better. Cause he just eliminates mistakes. And, you know, when you're, you're rated as the number one PFF coverage guy, that's for a reason. And 92 grade for that is very impressive. Yeah, no, I the the only problem like so so safeties and corners is one of those positions and wide receiver too, where like I really don't look at PFF rankings because those are some of the positions I pay the most amount of attention to, you know, having grown up playing those positions and you know, liking to like those all those players are players that happen to be my favorites who played in these positions and secondary and stuff. So for example, if you go to PFS rankings for safeties, number 13 is Marcus Epps, the Eagles backup, who is not good. Well, I don't know a, why he's there. There's a snap minimum. You know, I look at the snaps he's he, played, probably a quarter of what everyone else has played. He did not, he was like very, very average in, when he had to step in for, you know, McLeod. So I, that's why you got to take PFF rankings with a, they're like, you know, with a grain, what is, what's the word? Grain of salt, or whatever it is. I <laughs> that is the phrase there. that, yeah, no, yeah I can tell. Because I, I was just so blown away that he was on this fucking list. Because I was looking when you said that, I happened to have it up, and I was like, number two, oh, Amos. Because I thought you were talking about somebody else at first. And then I saw Marcus Epps on here. I was like, the fuck is he doing there? Listen, I like Amos. I mean, I liked him when he was at the Bears. No, Amos I, is good. I like Amos. That was a good signing for uh, the Packers. I, I like the deal when they I, – I honestly love that whole offseason they had when they brought in the Smith brothers and Amos because Amos was – well, first off, he was a division rival. To take him from the Bears was huge. Yeah. And you're kind of seeing it more like 
ever since that kind of broke, I do think that Fangio leaving had a lot to do with it as well. But, you know, that yeah. secondary, they kind of fallen off. Eddie Jackson hasn't been the same. Fuller, you know, he's no. still solid, but he hasn't been the same. They kind of all fallen off since they lost that guy. And it helps to have a guy like that that just can cover cover so well and make things easy. You can gamble. You can take shots when you have a guy that just is everywhere and going to help you like that in Amos. And he continued doing it with the Packers. I mean, I think yeah. the Packers secondary has improved a mile since he's gotten there. So he's completely underrated, but I like him a lot. It's just, if he put up three more interceptions a year, I, I think you're talking about a possibly top five inter, uh, safety with everything else. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, got a number nine there. Yeah. So my number nine, and I just had his stats and I clicked on the wrong link. So my number nine is a guy who I remember I wanted to put him in my list last year, but I just couldn't find room. And this team he's on had a really good season. It's a strong defense. And I would argue they, he is part of the best safety deal in the league. Yeah. Um, so I want to give some love to Jordan Poyer of the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. And I actually think Poyer is a slight edge over um, uh, Micah Hyde. Uh, although Michael Hyde, Micah Hyde had a phenomenal playoff game against, uh, who was it, the Colts, I think. Yeah. Um, he was, like, all over the field making huge stops, you know, great deflections and everything. Um, but, I, I mean, Jordan Poyer is, like, the model of safety consistency to me. Um, it's a shame he used – he actually was a former Eagle – he was yeah. Uh, undrafted, yeah, yeah, undrafted out of, uh, I think it was Oklahoma State. Um, and he was cut, like, I think second week. He made the team, I think, and then was cut. And then they brought him back on the practice squad and then blah, blah, blah. Eventually, he was on the Browns, and then he made a name for himself with the Bills. Um, he's been a, you know, bona fide starter. I mean, even PFF has him listed as a linebacker. Like, that's how versatile he is. Um, but, yeah, he like, you know, he's never going to be the – the flashiest player but like even the pff grades are all like a super across of like 70 run defense 70 pass rush 70 coverage like super consistent um you know what you're getting after out of him so i i think he him and micah i think get don't get as much respect as they should mm-hmm. um but they are they are very good safety so and he he was the guy i was thinking of between him and john johnson and i went with Poyer, just because of i i think body of work and you know what he's working with so fair enough it's actually funny that you mentioned uh john johnson again because guess who my number eight is is it john, john johnson Can we take a minute like how how terrible is that name john johnson yeah I, and it I happened would... three times because he's john johnson the third like <laughs> that is, who yeah. fucked up three times <laughs> well i think at that point you know your dad's like live through the whole you know living with that name and being so generic that he's like you know fuck it what do you want to bitch about yeah i named you john johnson it's my name i spent my whole life with that name i don't care what you say now it's your turn to just sorry yeah. and he's like you know what you're right and then guess what john johnson's son's name is going to be i I'm guarantee sure john it's, it's just gonna be john it's just never gonna stop john uh so like you said since you said that your eye for cornerback and wide receiver talent is better than pff john johnson's a guy when i I was watching, especially in the playoff run, because I was big on the Rams in the playoff run. Mm-hmm. John Johnson made plays all the time. Like okay. Jalen Ramsey gets all the credit, but John Johnson was out there. Like he made plays. Like he was a guy that I would I'd be watching. I'm like, who is this guy? That's I, I knew the name. I love, and this is kind of a um, a forward thinking ranking because I do have a number eight. 
Off okay. a, a very good season with Jalen Ramsey uh, in that secondary, which you say, you know, with the Rams, you know, how can you grade someone off that? I, you know, listen, if the guy can play, the guy can play. Uh, bring back PFF, which you discredit for in the secondary. Um, he was number three overall safety for PFF, number three in coverage, and number six in run defense. So mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Top six across the board. Like you said, you like the guys that get in the box and cover. And I even just watching Johnson, it kind of helps when you have Jalen Ramsey because you can just take away the best wide receiver on the field and not have to worry about him. So you can do literally whatever you want with your other 10 players. Yeah. Um, but he benefits from that. And I love him going to the Browns. I love that move for Cleveland and John Johnson. Here's a nice little tidbit. I think John Johnson would be perfect on the Browns because one, John Johnson was the defense captain on the Rams last year. It's pretty impressive considering Jalen Ramsey's also on the team. You know, who's by far the superior player and right. usually just the better player gets the captain nod off just being a better player. The Browns secondary features a lot of young guys. Everyone is 24 years or under. You have Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, Grant Delpit, who didn't play last year, but is coming into his first season, Ronnie Harrison. These are all guys 24 years or under. John Johnson's 25. I love him in that young secondary being the leader. I would expect him to be the captain just as he was with the Rams. And I think that's a team like the Browns. I know they were good last year, but they're still learning how to win. This is still a team that's been terrible for a very long time. Yeah. They're still learning how to conduct business and win. And a guy like John Johnson is going to teach these young guys. I like the pass rush, obviously, with Garrett, who's, you know, any year, you know, a contender for defense play of the year. Clowny, you never know. So, you know, some years going to be great. Some years he's not. We'll see what happens to him across from uh, – um garrett but i like that defense i like that secondary a lot too with johnson and the young guys so i think he's gonna have a great year i liked him a lot with the rams and i think he's an ascending player i like where he's going and i think he's in a great situation yeah i think the browns are uh i don't know if i'm ready to say they're a super bowl sleeper but they're i think they'll win their division a little preview for that but um yeah i i, I like the pick i'm not gonna argue with him i knew he was gonna be either your honorable mention or in your list. So I was not too. And he was honestly, he was more, I wanted to put him in the top 10 before I even did the whole research and putting the list together again, Mm. just coming watching this guy play. Like he's all over the field and you're right. I I wanted the Eagles to go after him, but he, I think he got a little more dough. I I thought, I think that's just a great, yeah, he got a good, he got paid, but you know, I think that's a great situation for team and player. And, you know, you got to respect, like I said, with Amos, I thought it was a great move for him and the Packers when they made that move and clearly it's worked out very well. I think this could be a similar kind of move. Fair enough. Uh, so my number eight uh, was a guy that, you know, I considered excluding from my list um, because I had him on my list last year. And then, you know, he didn't have the best season statistically. Um, yeah. And then I kind of looked into like, I was like, well, why was there such a decline? And um, so this guy, uh, number eight this year had a, uh, Caused a little bit of controversy last year. Um, I had him at number three. I was very high on him because uh, a couple of years ago he had a 87.9 PFF rating because he was, you know, a ball hawk, one of the best safeties in the league that season. Okay. But number eight this year, I have Titan safety Kevin Byard. Um, wow. wow. Yeah, a little bit of, a little wow, bit of a drop off. Like this. Yeah. So you're going to reward him by keeping him in the top 10? I mean, it's not as much rewarding him as, as like, can you name a player in the Titans secondary from last year? All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, would, <laughs> I would agree with you there. So, yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was just curious and I kept looking into like what people were saying about him and read, like try to read up on stats. And it was just like, 
he re- he was literally asked to just command the whole like feel like he was I'm looking at snaps like he was rushing the passer on almost 20 snaps he was in the box on 400 snaps he was playing slot for almost 150 he was playing wide corner for 25 he was playing free safety for 500 and he was doing special teams too like he was all over the field and i think because the seasons prior he was mainly doing that Brian Dawkins style like free safety but he's gonna you know come in the box when he needs to and because they were so weak at corner and stuff they were asking him to just be all over the field you know he played a lot more corner than he I don't think he anticipated um and like you would hope he adapts to that so I think if they ask him to do that again he'll, he'll do better and you know um their their coach just slipped his my his name slipped my mind but he's a you know obviously a former Patriots defender Vrabel he's uh you know he'll get he'll get his players in the right spots so I think having uh Caleb Farley who I'm a big fan of BT corner yeah they drafted him this season so I think he'll help alleviate some of that uh some of his duties and let him be that you know ball hawking hard-hitting safety he was a couple of seasons ago but yeah I think this is more of a projection thing than a ranking from last because if I was ranking him from last year he wouldn't be in the list because he didn't didn't have a great year statistically um but yeah i I think same with derwin like i think he'll have a rebound i think he'll have a good season so i it's just i listen and most is we have our own metrics we go off of but mostly this is about top 10 going into this year and you know we use last year top 10 going into this year i just well you said like do i remember do i know anyone in the titan secondary no do i know anyone tight secondary this year no do they have a pass for us no (laughs) Like, I, I don't, th- I think he's going to struggle. I think he's going to struggle again because he's on yeah. a very bad defense. And everything you said, like, I know I had him at number nine last year and you did rate him way too high last year, but I just, he had a bad year and I don't think that's going to change. I think the team, the defense is going to struggle again, you know, and yeah, you know, hopefully we'll the Titans offense, you know, can stay on the field on, which they usually, you know. Yeah, but eventually they're going to have to go out and stop someone. And I think they're going to struggle in that aspect of, of things. Sure. I mean, like I said, he, I mean, he had his, his rookie year was a little down. Then his 2017 was strong. 2018 was his best season. 2019 was still a strong year because, I mean, he made your top 10, so obviously he was doing something right. It's true. No, and yeah. then this year was down. So I think, I think you know, odds are in his favor that he'll rebound. But like you said, the Titans defense is kind of a mesh right now. They're trying to rebuild it. Um, you know, they tried out Clowney at, at, you know, the end, and that didn't really work. And but like I said, I think I think Rabel will slowly put this defense his stamp on it, um, and that they'll hit, at least him. I think he and and Caleb Farley will have solid seasons. So, yeah, if Caleb plays because he was hurt coming out of the draft. But so, all right. So my next guy, and this is uh, this this one might stir the pot a little bit. Ooh, because my this number is... seven might stir the pot a little bit too. Oh, I like it. Back to back pot stirring. Oh so this i mean it's all halloween's coming up we got to get the uh the witch's brew going so it's very true <laughs> so i'll get right to it he oh, was our God. unanimous number one last year oh okay I, i'm not starting to pod that strongly <laughs> my number seven is i believe still the highest paid safety in the nfl when he got his deal and no, that's gonna no, not anymore no okay yeah i was gonna say i thought he lost best so my number seven is jamal adams okay yeah, he was probably the hardest player for me to put on this. It was like, hard. Like, I mean, I knew I was going to put him on. I wasn't going to take him off. But oh, he was the course. hardest to decide where 
because obviously he wasn't gonna be number one again but i mean we always talk about this when we do lists like there's some guys that drop and it's more of not necessarily what they did but the competition got better yeah and this i think is a moment where the competition got better he was our unanimous number one last year but i think the competition was a lot easier last year uh when we were looking at tough time there's a lot of young guys that stepped up that made this list a little tougher this year yeah but the other thing is, and I'll be, you know, I'll mention it right now. He did, you know, set the record for the most sacks by DB in with nine and a half. Yeah, which is, Nuts. don't get me wrong, very <laughs> impressive. Than some DNs do and some edge rushers do. That is very oh. impressive. But, and watching him on the Seahawks, that's impressive. But, man, he looked pretty bad in coverage at some points. Like, yeah. I, that not have, and this is kind of where I had more appreciation for Marcus May was not having Marcus May, the guy who plays that deep center field, so you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. really hurt them. And the Seahawks were not a very strong defense, and he is the no. defense. And the other problem from that I noticed from last year is he started showing injury concerns. Like he missed, I think oh, he missed his like shoulder, right, or something with his arm. Was like yeah, he missed. Him. I mean, he went 16 games the first two years of his career. This <laughs> the third year he had 14 games. Yeah, and this past year he had 12. And but it was like he had a couple, you know, nagging injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like with Adams, you just never really knew. It was kind of week to week every time. And the Seahawks suffered mightily when he wasn't out there. This is the same thing that I look at with Kevin Byard. And this is mostly about next year. I worry about Adams because the team stinks around him, and in this and the way he plays. He doesn't have the coverage guys around him like he did with Marcus May to really shine and flourish and not get torched and put in bad situations. The Jets really, you know, they never really had to put him in tough matchups and coverage or anything. And I mean, look off the first year the Seahawks used them in nine and a half sacks. I think that tells you exactly what the Seahawks want to use them with. They're not really interested in playing and put them in the center field position. But, you know, with how bad your team is on defense, you're going to have to put him in coverage he's gonna have to he's your you're one arguably your best defensive player on the team you gave up a huge contract and two first round picks to get him he's gonna have to do more than just rush the passer as a safety he does that an elite hall of fame historic level don't get me wrong he's arguably the best pass rushing db we've ever seen already and but what it really came down to is i couldn't let this one area of his game where he's elite at overlook the other questions i have with the injuries his coverage his scheme fit going forward and that's why i had a bubble down and i mean i don't know where you have him i'm pretty confident you don't have him at number one like we all three of us did last year so yeah i I mean obviously there there was a yeah obviously there was a natural (laughs) regression for both of us and he was i mean he was a top five safety i would say 10 minutes before we did this like he was in my top five 10 minutes was we just i there was stronger cases to be made for other guys and i think more of he also might be a guy, I mean, you think he's made the Pro Bowl every single year he's been on in the league, but he's also a guy that, you know, he's kind of got a big name. He came from the New York media. The nine and a half sacks is something to look at. I think that kind of covers up some of his other areas. And watching him, you see concerns in his other areas, and namely the coverage, which yeah. when you don't have other guys around you to make, the, make up for those mistakes, you're in trouble. Because they will – NFL offense coordinators are too smart. They'll find a way to for put sure, a sure. player you don't want in coverage in a bad situation. Yeah, I mean, he's – I mean, I'll talk about him a little more in depth when I – he's coming up relatively soon. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just think, you know, he's not – I think it's a combination of, like, new team, not a good defense like you were saying right now. Yeah. So, I, a lot of factors. But um, – so, my number seven, who I actually thought this is who you were going to go with, but um, I feel like it's a player last year we were both kind of – unsure on where to place him and i think i don't think either of us had him on our list 
because of that. Um, we got paid last year and we were a little surprised because at that time, I think it was the highest per safety. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, the one thing I'll say about him is this much is that he is a tackling machine and arguably one of the best run stopping safeties. Um, so that being said, I had Buda Baker at number seven of the Cardinals. He was also probably the hardest to rank because I don't want to say he's overrated, but I feel like people are like infatuated with like people love him so much because he just tackles a lot. You know what I mean? Like I just like something that like he's, his pass coverage is fine, but it's not like the best, you know, his coverage isn't great. Yeah. Um, but he's a, he's a very strong run stopper. He can, he can rush the quarterback. I think he had two sacks last year, but yeah, two sacks, 118 combined, 90 wow. solo tackles, um, three QB hits, seven tackles for loss, all good numbers. Um, and then one fumble. And I mean, I'm talking, to, I'm talking about him. Like he's a bad player. Like he's a number seven. He's, he's a very good safety. Yeah. Um, uh, he, made all pro last year uh it was his best year so but yeah i mean he's four seasons in the nfl he's a two-time pro bowler two-time all pro or three-time pro bowler two-time all pro so clearly he's doing something right um i just think some of the other players that have a little higher can do more as far as cover and stop the run and rush They're a little more versatile but um i think he's he's a really good player and i think he's a it, you know it would be interesting if we could see we could have seen Tyre Matthew and Buda Baker on the same Cardinals team together. Um, that would have been nice. Hey, you can, you can pay them both. I actually think it's funny. Um, I actually have no complaints to that because my number six is Buda Baker. Okay, and, there we go. Uh, so I'll get, <laughs> and, and you know what? It's very, uh, to go off exactly what you were saying, he is excellent in run defense. Mm -hmm. He's one of his top run defenders. And he reminds me of Jamal Adams because they are very good. Yeah. At certain, like they're very good at, at, like I would say, the minority skill of a safety. Like the main safety skill, I would say, is coverage. It's sure. fair, you know. Sure. But they're Buda Baker's case, he's an awesome run defender. He's back to back over 100 tackle seasons, coming off an all pro season last year. Mm -hmm. Jamal Adams, not the greatest coverage guy, but he's an elite pass rusher. I what my tiebreaker was between those two because they they're tough because they're little, very similar to each other very good players but you know they're they lack in the area that you really want them to see well and I looked at PFF and Buddha had a 69 uh, coverage grade which wasn't awful but it's not great where Jamal Adams had a 52 and a half which is that's not good so and that's kind of what moved it for me you know I I like Buddha. Obviously, yeah, we were surprised last year. We didn't have him in the top 10 last year. And then the no. guy went on to be all pro. He was ranked very high in the top 100 players list, he which was, kind of surprised yeah. us too. He got the contract. I think he's going to have a big year. Patrick Peterson left. That Cardinals defense overall got better, but Patrick Peterson left. I think Buda Baker's going to be the leader they're, of the team. Yeah, he's going to be the voice. He's going to be the leader. He's the guy. He's going to have a very strong pass rush with Chandler Jones coming back. JJ Watt, if he's healthy. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Pass rush it's, got stronger. Uh, I like that situation for him. And I think he's going to, I think he's going to be a good, uh, a guy that's looked at as the leader and people are going to game plan around now that Peterson's gone. Like Peterson's been the stalwart. When you thought of Arizona Cardinals defense for the last decade, it's Patrick Peterson. Now going forward, you're going to think of Buda Baker and you know, the lights were on him the year before when he had the hundred tackles um, and he came up big and did it again this year and made all pro. Um, but next year, I, I think he's a little good. The Cardinals are a team on the rise. I like the, the moves they made and, 
again, you know, I had them ranked one spot ahead of, you know, our unanimous number one last year. And they remind me a lot of each other, but the one yeah. I like where I like his future better. And the other one, I have more concerns and question marks and um, you know, so I, I have no concern with your number seven. Cause I think we're on the same wavelength with that. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um, so going into my number six, another guy, I mean, that's not like a broken record, but another guy I had a hard time ranking. Mm -hmm. uh last year i had him at five so all i did was really factor in age at this point <laughs> but Fair uh enough. good old old reliable number six i have harrison smith of the vikings okay um i mean he's very i wouldn't say quietly but quietly put on a <laughs> hall of fame career <laughs> um yeah. like he's i quietly is in the fact that i don't think people realize like he'll probably go down as a pretty high up like pretty high ranking safety in like history um I, I don't like to my knowledge he really hasn't missed time with injuries um you know it just he was plug and play i'm pretty sure he started as a rookie you know he for everything we were talking about him last year i think because i had him at five last year like yeah he, he'll get you interceptions here and there but at the end of the day he's that all around, he's a, he'll stop the run he'll cover in space He'll take out, you know, the tight ends. You know, he's great in the red zone. So it is really just I'm just factoring the fact that I eventually he's gonna have to wear down. You know, he's getting well, he's getting up there yeah. in age. So, but yeah, Harrison Smith. I mean, his his name has no need for uh, you know explanation. Everyone knows how good he is. So I have him at number six. Fair enough. I mean, I definitely have my list. I'll get to them later. So I'll let it, I'll leave it alone for right now. But yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, my main question when I was doing this list was, you know, where does Harrison rank as not only a top 10 safety, but like, where does he rank as a safety? Because this guy's going to be an easy Hall of Famer. Like, oh, yeah, I, without question. When I was looking at the safety, I was like, who of these players' career could end right now and be a Hall of Famer? And I was like, Harrison Smith is the only, you know, current Hall of Famer. And I, again, I don't think anyone would actually think of him as a Hall of Famer, but that's what I'm saying. Like quietly. Um, yeah. He's been a Hall. He's like, yeah, he's, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with what you said. I'll, I'll get to him a little bit. I have uh, later, but um, my number five, I'm cracking the top five here. Okay. Young guy here. So I'm, I'm assuming you're going to hate him immediately. <laughs> probably. But well, I think uh, if it's the young guy I'm thinking of, I probably won't hate it. So. He is, you know what? This guy had a very big year. I think next year is going to be a big year for him and everyone gets to know him. He's coming okay. into a contract year, so it kind of lined oh. up perfectly here. Okay. Uh, but listen, he was, I know you don't like PFF, but these are some stuff to pay attention to. Number okay. one overall PFF safety. All Number right. two yep. I know. I know coverage about. PFF safety. Yep. Number five, run defending safety. Mm -hmm. He's top five in the three metrics by PFF. That's something impressive. Now that's, you know, that's something to withhold and be excited about, but what's really insane is what was it? The 13 pass breakups he had last year. Like, come on now. And that's which, considered, which sounds like when, when you hear that, like low of a number, you're like, that's not impressive. No, no, no. That is 13 is a lot, especially for a yeah. safety. They're not covering a receiver one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, no, no, no. That means this... they're tracking down the ball figuring out where the quarterback's going to go with it and then making a play. Like, that's huge. Even more impressive, this is when he's playing the center fielder on a terrible defense. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, listen, there's not many good players on the Bengals' defense. Let's be honest. I would not be throwing Jesse Bates' way. But, uh -huh. listen, they've done enough times where he can get that many pass breakups. Jesse Bates is my number five. 
He's a guy I'm very excited for next year. I know I definitely think there's an elite tier to this um, safety position. He could be joining that elite tier next year. Sure. Uh, all eyes are going to be on him. I think the Bengals overall as a team are going to improve. I like what they did on offense. You know, you you have some good skill players. Burrow obviously mixing uh, Jamar Chase now. They made improvements to the offline. You know, they had to because it was one of the worst things I've ever seen in, in a while. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying it's a juggernaut line, but it's an improvement. So hopefully the offense improving helps make life a little bit easier on the defense. But Jesse Bates is a superstar. If you don't know his name now, you will next year. He's 25, I believe. He's going into his final year of his rookie contract. He's going to look to get paid. And if he mm-hmm. does what he did last year, this year, you could be talking about him as being one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL, which might be ridiculous to some people. It, it might be like the Buda Baker thing. Cause I think Buda Baker snuck on some people. He snuck on up me and you Jesse yeah. Bates it, for people that aren't paying attention. It's probably going to sneak up on people when he dominates again this year, gets an all pro or a pro bowl and signs a huge contract. But outside of playing on the Bengals, this guy, there's a lot to love about this guy. Mm-hmm. Like he just does it all. He's extremely good in coverage. Yep. And strong safety he just makes things better for everyone else he's a guy that any team in the nfl would want um so we'll see i mean the Bengals are not really a team that gets much you know media attention or fanfare but he he's yeah he's awesome i think he's a top five guy and i'm really excited to see what he does next year yeah i mean i know i don't give praise often to the young bucks but i really like jesse bates as well he's he'll coming up in a, a couple of spots but um oh yeah a couple of spots interesting spots a couple of spots um yeah, that'll be. I mean, if it's typical Bengals fashion, he'll leave to go to another team because I feel like they never pay the guys they're supposed to. I mean, so. yeah, but listen, this you got to look at yourself. I agree with what you say there. I mean, obviously the Bengals have been terrible for a while. It's because yeah. they mostly don't open up the playbook. But you have a very good defensive stalwart, like a guy you can build a defense around. Yeah. You have your franchise quarterback. You've got pieces on the offense. This signing Bates to a deal would be the start of you leaving the rebuilding embarrassment mode and starting to actually compete. You got the quarterback, you got some pieces around him. You need to retain some of the young guys that you rebuild it for. You know, you were rebuilding for the last decade. You need to get some kind of young guys and you have to keep them. There's not much to that defense out. Like Dunlap's gone. Atkins is gone. The guys of old are gone. You need to build around the new generation. And Bates is a hell of a start. He's a building yeah. block. He's the guy you build around on defense with Burrow being the guy you build around on offense. So we'll see. But your number five is? So my number five, uh, I'm going to bring him out of your uh, witch's pot, um, oh. is Jamal Adams. Okay. So, yeah, he. this is where I think is fair for him, just based on the fact that we had him at number one. And it's not like so, – so this is my reasoning. It's not like he dropped off because he suddenly sucks, right? He, he dropped off because he went to a team that, you know, sold the farm for him, essentially. It was yeah. like two first rounders. Uh, a, they oh, sent a safety yeah. over. Huge contract. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, they got Dunbar, too, who's a solid safety. Uh, he's probably, I'd say he's top like 16, maybe. Um, but the, the problem with Jamal Adams is that Seattle, I felt like, didn't really know how to use him. Like, it's like they bought, it's like they bought a car and they're like, okay, but like this car is too fast for the road. So we can only take it to like the track or something, but then like, we don't know how to use it on the track. So like, we'll just wing it. It's kind of how I felt like the Jamal Adams thing was, is like, he just looked like he was out of position all the time, but like how, like for someone who was like the perennial best safety in the league for how many years he was with the jets, like 
to just yeah. go to like not knowing like where's coverage is blowing coverage like he was never the best at covering you know the, the middle of the field and stuff but he wasn't this bad so i i attribute that to a lot of like growing pains a lot of seattle just not using him in the right spots because like if his his pass rush grade is an 87 yeah. he's a safety I, I know. yeah that doesn't I, make sense that's <laughs> like, the best skill he's got but, yeah just... I, but that's the thing like I, I think they just threw him because you gotta remember like seattle was in competition with dallas for worst secondary of all worst defense of all time you yeah. know halfway through the season um because it was just they had nobody to play corner really and it's just jamal adams running wild so and their pass rush sucked so they had to use they had to say all right jamal adams a we can't get to the quarterback b we can't stop anyone c we can't cover anyone so hey you're gonna have to be the jack of all trades and just do everything so we'll see how this season goes if that changes at all if it you know if it ends up that he still sucks in coverage and he's only really used as a fucking defensive end, then, you know, he'll continue to slide back our lists. But I I just think it was a combination of a lot of bad things going on, a lot of bad mojo. And I think with a whole offseason, players getting healthy, a slightly upgraded defense, still suspect. But we'll see. I I, want to root for him because, like we said last year, he was – he was without question our number one like we didn't even have to oh yeah we knew before all we three even, of us you know yes we knew like four years ago he was gonna be number one yeah i, oh, I you mean know what i mean the, this top 10 was a lot more stiff in competition than last yeah. year uh just from young guys stepping up he i mean you are right and the reason i had him in lower is going off what you said like he i think is, your ranking is fair for what his season was last oh, year. oh yeah no I, and listen this is the problem with him like we had him one unanimous last year i have yeah. no issue with you having him at number five I had him at number seven because, like you were saying, is he kind of came in the situation they didn't know how to use him. Mm-hmm. That is Jamal Adams, though. He's a player you need to know how to use. Unfortunately, yeah. he's not the guy you can just put out in the safety position and he's just versatile and can do everything. You need to have a specific plan and a defense that's built around his strengths. The Jets, for as terrible as they are, they had no pass rush, and they had a very good center field safety in Marcus May who could take away the coverage assignments and then Jamal Adams could just free rush because they needed it. And it kind of played to what the defense needed. So I, but the problem is, and this is kind of what hurt his ranking was Pete Carroll's a smart coach, but you need to have a specific plan for him. And you got to play to his strengths and his strengths are tough because he's a pass rusher that at safety is tough because safeties normally line up 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage where pass rushers are on the line. Yeah. Perfect transition to my actually number, my number four. Oh, who is a guy that, you know what, could get traded to any team in the league and have absolutely no issue because he can do a little bit of everything. He can play in the box. He can play deep center. He's an incredible leader. He's healthy, never misses times. He's also a five-time Pro Bowler. He's a one-time All-Pro. And he's the guy who we said is probably a Hall of Famer already, and that's Harrison Smith. Okay. Fair I actually – I like that you see him being on another team, but it was a – you really threw me on a loop there when you said that, but well, no, I mean, look at Harrison Smith though. The guy can cover, the guy can play yeah, in the was, box, the guy can saying. pass Versatility. rush a little bit. You know, he's the, not Jamal Adams, but you variety know. or variety, variety, variety. Yeah, it's so it's so bad of a pronunciation that I can't remember how you said it. Listen, that's a little cruel. Do you pick on the kid growing up that had a stutter? Some people just aren't strong with certain words. It's I had a, I used to have a stutter. Well, I don't know if it was a stutter, but I had speech impairment where I couldn't say my THs correctly. I, and like here you are grade. mocking me for my viarity. Yeah, well. 
with that being said, uh, I honestly, I love because the argument you made with Jamal Adams is the exact kind of point I'm going to use to strengthen Harrison Smith's case. Okay. He's super versatile. Like you even said, you like the versatile safeties. He's been the definition of a versatile safety since he's entered the league. Mm -hmm. Super healthy. Doesn't miss games. He's an absolute leader on that team. The Vikings defense was terrible last year. So it ended his, um, I think he had five Pro Bowls in in a row. that, That streak ended this year. Mostly because, listen, they, you want to talk about Jamal Adams not having a pass rush. That, that Once Daniel Hunter went down, the Vikings couldn't rush the passer at all. They had rookie cornerbacks that were getting burned every other play. It was a tough time to be on the Vikings defense. But let's not forget that, you know, Harrison Smith is still the stalwart. He was my number three last year, so I thought it was fair to bump him out to number four. Because I think there is a top three elite tier, and I thought kind of the same last year. Uh, him included in it, but I just took him out. I think the elite guys in my top three just took a step forward, but he was Mr. Consistent, Mr. Reliably, super smart guy. Um, especially yep. on a def- he's been so consistent, so consistent. He's been Mike Zimmer's dream player. You know, it's a very Pretty smart much, defensive yeah. coordinator and he can do whatever he wants. And he's the leader. He's not a guy that you need to build a system around like Jamal Adams. He doesn't have that. I mean, he's an, a very good player, but does he have an elite, elite skill like Jamal Adams as a pass rusher or Buda Baker as a run defender? Maybe not, but he can do everything at such a high level. He doesn't need to be amazing. One thing when he's very good at all things, he's a guy that go to trade him to any team in this league. He's probably going to be the defense captain and he could play whatever role you want to do. You want to use him in nickel. You want to put him in the box. You want to put him in deep safety. He could play he linebacker. Could like, yeah, he's, He's super versatile. He's like, when I say, when I think of versatile safety in the NFL right now, he's one of the first people to pop in my head. Agreed. I actually didn't, I was looking at his numbers again. I didn't realize he was 6'2". Yeah, he's a big dude. Like he gets in the he's box. Sneak, he he's makes sneaky plays. tall. Like I didn't realize he was 6'2". 6'2", 214. He's a big guy who can get in the box and make plays. He's super versatile. Like he's not a guy you just hide in the box and keep away from the deep field to get burned in coverage. He yeah. can cover. He can press, he can do man-to-man, he can play center field, he can also get in the box. His versatility is something that doesn't get enough credit. And he's another guy that, like, at this point, when we do these top tens, there's some guys that we obviously know, you know, he's in his 10th year. He's still very good, but we're at a point maybe we should just talk about him as a Hall of Famer instead of just one of the best in the league. Because I honestly yeah. think he is a very – if he things keep continuing – He should be he first ballot. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how the rest of his career plays out. I don't necessarily think he's taken a step back. I think the team defense has, and yeah. I think it hurts him. They're a very disappointing team. If he can get a couple more years of solid Harrison Smith, get a couple more Pro Bowls and all Pro if he can, I you're looking at an easy Hall of Fame case. I, I would say he's been a stud since he's really entered the league. Yeah, I would say so. And um, so so I was correct. He did start his rookie season all 16 games. Yep. Um, the only time he ever missed was, you know, a game here or there. Um, but his second season, he played only half. He played eight games. Then it was 16, then 13, 14, 16, 16, 15, 16. So besides one season, he missed what, like three games most of his career? Yeah, three, four I mean- games. And for a second, like, cornerbacks and safeties get hurt all the time i guarantee you every single team in the nfl will have at least one injury in the secondary it's jamal guaranteed. adams missed more games this season than i think harris smith if you're saying three his or career, four, yeah. career yeah like that's you can't put you know like a, a stat or a grade on that well, like three two so six so he's missed six career games 
Okay, and Adams missed four this year, so that tells you the versatility. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. Um, so yeah, I, I think I had him at six. You had him at four. Like it's not too far off. I no, no, I, I I didn't really have any issues with you having him at six. Um, I just it was really because you know what it came down it's to of, is it's more just he's like so good that's like he's just like yeah. he's just boring. He's a boring. He's so good. He's boring. Like <laughs> yeah. that's it. But even actually the one thing, and you know what, I forgot to even say this on my tirade, the guy put up five interceptions this year. He was like top five in interceptions in the league. That's pretty impressive, you know, on a defense that had a lot of issues. 28 in his career. Yeah. Like he does everything. So yeah, he's good, 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 good player. Um, so my number four, which I, I want to guess is probably your one or two. Oh, stir in the pot. Yeah, stir in the pot. We got nice okay. churn, nice churn going here. Okay. Um, so my number four is Tyron Matthew, and mm, okay, I, don't I, know if I like this. I will, I will admit, last year I was pretty harsh on him, but if you remember what I was saying is that I said I wasn't going to put him higher because I needed more consistency out of him, right? What did he give me this year? Arguably one of the best safeties had, you know, this past season. Him and, okay. you know, my other three guys, slight nod, but Tyron Matthew arguably had one of the best seasons last year as a safety. Um, so I gave him that bump. I think I had him at seven. I had him at six last year, so not too. Oh, far that off. was idiotic, though. I, uh, I thought you're Kevin Byerte. I had him at number two last year. You had Matthew at two last year. Yes, uh, he was kind of awesome. Did you see them win a Super Bowl and him being the most important player oh, on that defense? Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. All right, you know, anyways, I'll, I'll wait. Hold on. But yeah, I'll so you, so last, not to reiterate, because if you want to know on. what I said last year, go watch last year's episode. But to to give you the were the what the uh spark notes um <laughs> i basically said hey look he's been on like three different teams in the past like four seasons i just want to see some consistency i want to see him stay with the team and you know be that elite level player we saw coming out of lsu when he went to the cardinals so and he did that last year so i just i just personally like these other three players a little more one of which i was also harsh on last year who also improved huh. on what Wait, I was so, asking for. So. I'm sorry. I, I'm detecting a theme throughout this episode. You <laughs> making mistakes from last year and no, then no, correcting no. them this no, year. No, no, They weren't mistakes. They uh -huh. were if-then statements. Uh-huh. So like I said with Matthew. Also known as mistakes. If he shows me consistency, he will oh, rise. Yes. And he oh, did course. show me consistency. Oh, and yeah. he rose. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, That's how course. it works. I got to say uh, one thing. You have, I, I'm assuming that your two of your top three are going to be the same as mine because I do have Matthew in my top three. I would hope you, see, I would hope so. <laughs> you are making a big mistake. I, and I just went on a whole thing about Jesse Bates and I assume he's in your top three. Man, Jesse Bates, he might have done it. He may have had a big season. He is not better than Tyron Matthew. You are making a big mistake on that one. I don't know. All right, uh, I I think you're I I I don't like that at all. Actually. But we're talking. I hate okay, everything but we're about talking top five here, and you're getting superheated over that. Because you know what? It's just it's so wrong that I, I I'm really having trouble just letting it go. But I'll try to. Not if he had a better season than he the other guy ever had. But 
All right. It seems like you have an argument stocked up and ready to go for this because it's so I ridiculous. We obviously I got to come prepare with ammo. What do you All mean? Right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll, I'll keep this one short because I'm excited to hear your nonsense. Okay. Comment. So okay. my number three, mm-hmm. and it's actually kind of crazy that this guy is uh, 24 years old, which blows my mind. Okay. He is part of this elite tier because I feel like this guy's led two careers, even though he's only been in the league for three years. He feel like he's had two different careers. I don't even know what that means, but sure. Like, he was drafted by the Miami Dolphins to start his career, and yeah, didn't mm-hmm. really do much. He came as high prospect, first-round pick, coming from, you know, basically you call it DBU if you want. Nick Saban coaches them real well out in Alabama. Uh, Alabama. He came with, came with a lot of fanfare. A lot of people knew his name and everything. Big hype. Rookie season did do too much, but the team was kind of disaster, you know, all in all, so it's hard to really shine anything. Sure. Immediately. The next year, 2019, immediately, as soon as the trade's done, I think it was made in week three, immediate dividends. He comes out and balls. So well that he even made an All-Pro that that year. He then went on to make an All-Pro this season. So two Pro Bowls, two Mm -hmm. All-Pros, the two years that he found his new team in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Guy's an instant playmaker. Um, He's Fun fact, he's had a touchdown every single season he's been in the league, which is pretty impressive for a defensive player. Yeah. So my number three is Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I, there's a lot to like with Minka. When you talk about playmaker, man, the guy the guy finds the ball, and when he finds the ball, he finds the end zone. Like I said, he has a touchdown every single year he's been in the league, which is extremely impressive to, to add that to consistency. Yeah, he never crazy. misses games. He's played 16 games every single year. He's there. Super smart player. This is where you know Nick Saban taught him right. He's a super smart player, and he's a guy that – it just – Certain guys, we've said this a lot with Buddha and Jamal Adams, like you got to know how to use them. Yeah. Like when he went to the Dolphins, it didn't seem like they knew how to use them. Then he comes to the Steelers and it's like, this guy's so good. It just seems like you couldn't possibly use him in the wrong way. Like he's just awesome, whatever way you put him. He's awesome. But, but he's so versatile. I like the defense he's on. He's still got Hayward White and uh, Tuit in front of him. He's lost some other guys, you know, Nelson's left. Um, uh, Bud Dupree's out as well. So they lost a couple of the defense guys, but him just as a playmaker, he's one of the best playmakers in on, on the defensive side of the ball in the NFL. He's been that since he's got to the Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. have revitalized his career, even though he's only three years in. But um, he's an elite safety. He was my number, number four last year. So basically, actually, my top four, well, three of my top four are the same. I just switched out Harrison Smith at three and put Minka there at three and Harrison Smith at four. So Okay. But I stick to that because Minka had a great year this season, better than Harrison yeah. Smith. And, you know, mostly had, you know, to do with their defense. Minka was sure, on a much sure. better defense that he made better. And Anthony Harris, or I'm sorry, Harrison Smith was on a terrible defense. Okay. But uh, Minka being a young player, I'm really excited to see what he does and keep on doing in the future. I like where he's at. I like, you know, I think this is Ben's last year. So I think the Steelers can go all in, do whatever they can to win it for him. The defense is solid. The defense is there. You have, we always talk about the Rams having the two best dynamic duo on the defense side of the ball in the NFL. Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt aren't too far off of that. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does. Huge playmaker. He's fun to watch. He's got a big swagger to him. He got in a fight. This pra- uh, practice I was looking at when I was Googling his name that just popped up with uh, Chase Claypool. So he's always played with a swagger, and I've liked that. Um, so, you know. Got him in a little, you know, confrontation here and there. But when it comes to playmakers on the defense side of the ball, he's got to be one top of the list. So he's my number three. Fair. I I will say he was one player I was a little too harsh on last year, and I 
Huh. Going with the theme. Yeah, but he's Ooh. not at number three. Where did you have him last year? Just curious. I don't remember um, off the top of my head. Seven. See, I like. I thought your list last year was awful, and like now, <laughs> now I'm glad that it's come through. You know, 365 days later, and we can revisit this and realize how awful it was. I, it, I mean, it wasn't terrible. Listen, uh, I. It you was... know it was bad because you put Kevin Byard in your top 10. I know you <laughs> only because you had him gassed up so much last year. The guy was awful this year and you yeah. gassed him up so much last year that there was no way you weren't going to put him in your top 10 this year, regardless if he deserved it or not. But I think, no, I, I mean, regard, I, I, it's hard to say like without going too far off here, if he wasn't in my top, if, if Byard wasn't in my top 10 last year, he probably wouldn't have been in my top 10 this year. I but... know. You gassed him up last year. You weren't going to ditch your boy now. Well, it's not more, not necessarily the ditching, but it's more of like you you watch a player, you understand like, you know, their positions and their stats and what you're expecting of them. And then it's like, you know, that's why like a lot of these top 10s we're doing is like there's a lot of carryovers because we've established that these are the best players at their positions. I think this year in particular, because Bayard had a down year and there's been – a lot of younger safeties had really good years mm-hmm. that would have also maybe not noticed him as much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of just like a, I wouldn't have looked for him, so to speak, but yeah. whatever. But yeah, my, I mean, my top 10 last year was uh, Jamal Adams at one, Derwin James two, then Bayard, Simmons, Harrison Smith, Tyron Matthew, Mink at seven. Earl Thomas, who I don't even know what he's doing anymore. I also, I looked at the list at number eight. I had Earl Thomas. <laughs> I saw shoot. that. I was like, well, see ya. <laughs> I, I just, I, when I looked at the list from last year, I was like, wow, Earl Thomas, I had number eight. Amazing what can happen in one year. <laughs> oh my God. What a talk about a crash. <laughs> I want to give Kevin Breyer a lot of crap for falling off, man. Talk about, oh, geez, career not aging well. But um, yeah. And then Eddie Jackson, who, like we already said, has had weird career the past few seasons. And then Devin McCourty, who, I mean, all things considered, he's still a good safety, but I don't think he's he, he's a little older. I don't think he's top ten anymore. But yeah, so all right, that's last year. But crack your top three. Who's number three for me? My top three. So unlike past Dakota lists, oh, I want the young bull, little young guy here. Um, okay. So you know, you criticized me my last pick because you said this. I'm guy hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. But if you thought that was bad, just wait until I do my number two. I'm going to rip this one apart. I'm going to rip everything you say right now to shreds. So go on. Just know that that is waiting. But go on. Okay. Well, a spoiler, my two and three are both entering their fourth season. Okay. okay. And for me, you know, usually, I mean, rookies in second year, guys, is usually what I'm most harsh on. But guy going in their fourth year, I'm, I'm good with that. That's, I've, seen, I've seen enough material. You know, that makes okay. That makes the criteria all right. Fair enough. <laughs> makes the Dakota criteria. Um, but this guy, since we like to cite PFF so much, we do. He this past season had a ninety point one overall PFF grade. Oh, Tyre Matthew hasn't oh. had hasn't had above a seventy five overall since twenty fifteen. Oh yeah, okay. Oh. So, without further ado, a guy I am I honestly really hardly considered putting it at number one because of how much i i like watching him jesse bates at number three of okay. the jesse bates the third our second of the third 
and their families on the let's make the lists but uh true yeah um yeah i i think you know you made a lot of good points about him he's just so instinctive so fast so quick to react that 13 pass breakups is nutty like and he's like i like i mentioned with most of my list is like a lot of these players have a lot of variety in what they're able to do jesse bates pff's grades i mean pass rush who cares for safety because if you're not you're either you're either rushing as a safety like a jamal adams or you're playing coverage like it's it's really hard to be doing both at the same time, obviously. Yeah. Um, so his overall, like I said, a 90.1. Run defense, 81.9, which means he can play in the box, can play that linebacker role and tackle. Coverage, a 90. 90. All right. And pass yeah. rush, 69.8. But I really love his play, and I think, like you said, I think he's going to ball out this year just like he did last year and get the bag, whether it's with the Bengals or another team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I – I mean, he's averaging three interceptions a year. He's out of three, uh, all three seasons. He's been healthy. Played, started all sixteen games since a rookie, since he was a rookie every season. Um, in the seventy, like this is the like consistency model. Combined tackles in the hundreds all three seasons. Solo tackles in the seventies all three seasons. Like I said, three interceptions all three seasons. QB. I mean, this time around he was going to have to the passer a little bit. One Q, he had a one QB hit but he was in the backfield a couple more times, three tackles for loss fumble. That's always good. Hmm, so that's, I just think he, I hope they continue to use him in that same role. Um, I think what they're allowing him to do right now is just kind of like what my, you know, soon to be announced next player is Um, he's allowed to do what he's best at, like with his current team. Whereas the next guy who you mentioned at some point um, was with a team where he was not really in the best position, where now he's playing the spot that clearly he's excelling at because of how huge his numbers are, how great the production on the field is. So I don't well, know how long I just talked without taking a breath. It's like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like Eminem right now, but Jesse Bates, know this man's name. Now I'm starting to choke. Know this man's name. He's I would great. say your your face is redder than your hair just from and the I don't lack have, of oxygen. I have his beard. I don't even have water. Like, Damn, look at you go. Dedication. Listen, I I'm gonna rip you to shreds <laughs> now, but I I okay okay. <laughs> I like Jesse Bates. I made that very clear. I had him at five. He's a top five. I'll debate you. Eyes, go for it. Which is completely fine. Like top five safety is not bad. I, my only real issue I have with Jesse Bates at number three is who you put him ahead of. And the one guy I'm, I'm most mm. mad about is my number two. So my number two. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Coming off an all-pro season. Sure. Oh, actually, I, I apologize. Coming off back-to-back all-pro seasons because he was an all-pro the year before. Sure. He is – when you talk about one of the best teams in the NFL – yeah, you, you. I mean, I would say, is it real unrealistic to say that Kansas City Chiefs are the best team in the NFL? If you ask me right now, I don't think it is. I would say they are. And the captain, the catalyst, the backbone of that defense mm. is Tyron Matthew. Let me paint you a picture. Let me paint you a picture. Your visual doesn't guy. exist. I mean, you're, let me paint you a picture. Okay. Two, 2018. <laughs> <Bob> 2018. <laughs> uh-huh. AFC, you know, AFC Championship game. 
Chiefs okay. versus Patriots. Okay. The Chiefs obviously have been dominating the whole NFL season. Patrick Mahomes has lit up the league. He broke every record that's ever existed. Sure. What was the main issue that everyone kept bringing up that whole entire season was, man, Patrick Mahomes on offense is awesome, but the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Their defense was so bad, and every single person knew it. They couldn't stop anyone. They end up losing that, uh, you know, AFC championship game, mostly because Frank, our D4, doesn't know how to line up on sides, but that's for another time, another day. He's, he's made, you've made that point through so many episodes that if I'll he, never let it if go. He, if he listened to this at any point, he'd be like, man, fuck those guys. I'll, n- I'll never let it go because you know what? That year, and then it's like you're pretty haunted by it. To sidetrack, we had the worst Super Bowl in at least the last 15 years because yeah. D Ford and the worst officiating call ever in the existence of NFL football. But that's another time, another day. So what did the Chiefs do after that 2018 season? They went and brought in Tyron Matthew, my okay. number two safety. Okay. Immediately, like I said, he became an all-pro. And then they, went to, they won the Super Bowl. They always had an incredible offense as soon as Patrick Mahomes took over. They needed a defensive improvement. They brought in Spagnola, which was good. They made the deal for Frank Clark, which was nice. But Tyron Matthew was the one that changed things. He's the leader of that defense, and he does a little bit of everything. He's also coming off a season where he had six interceptions. I just gassed up Harrison Smith for having five. His six interceptions, I believe, were third most in the NFL. Are we going to ignore that? Oh, no, we're still choking over Jesse Bates' PFF grades. (laughs) Tyron Matthew, you want to punish him because he played on three different teams. He played one year in Houston just for a cup of coffee, and then he bounced and got into a dominant position. Minka Fitzpatrick, and will go down, whoa, was whoa, drafted whoa, by whoa, the Dolphins. Whoa, 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 whoa. Played with the not, Dolphins. No, 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 no. He was not. Tyron Matthew was not plug and play his first year in Kansas City. He had a little bit of some struggling. Sure. As much struggling as you would expect from a Super Bowl champion and all pro oh. that year. But. Going back to what I was saying, there's nothing to hate about his game. The first four years of his career, he missed. Uh, let me see. A, he missed. He's obviously a great games. player. He made the 2010s All Hall of Fame team for the decade. I, I but I that's what? that's fine. But I just that's, don't. That's a pretty strong, you know, you know, accomplishment. Sure, and then but your ac- butt. I mean, accolades only take it. Tom Brady is, I'm sure, on that team and many others. He's not the best, you know. He's not a top two quarterback right now. That is the most irrelevant point I've ever heard. No, made. Tom Brady is always relevant. That's just, that's irrelevant. I'm, I mean, I believe, I don't remember where I had him. I had four or three. So don't act like I just, you know, you may disrespect him. I didn't. All right. All right. Tyron Matthew, his career started out rough and rough. I mean, he had an incredible year in 2015 and he was hurt the other three years. He missed, I think 19 games, his first four seasons. He had the cup of coffee in Houston uh, in 2018. And that since he got to Kansas City, he's changed that team. The team was incredible in offense. The, we he, knew that in 2018. Defense. What did they lack on defense? Everything. Tyron Matthew came in immediately and fixed that. Chris Jones was there. And don't get me wrong, Chris Jones is an awesome player. I like Frank Clark a lot as well. But Tyron Matthew is the leader of that defense. Anyone that says not, says not hasn't watched Kansas City football. The guy's all over the field. They use him creatively. Like you like you like safeties that can do a little bit of everything. I don't understand what safety does more of a little bit of everything than Tyron Matthew. Well, Tim, to go by your what have you done lately for me method? <laughs> Win an all pro? Go he, to the Super Bowl? He had a really good season, like I mentioned, but Jesse Number Bates th- had a better season by oh. far. I don't think it's but first off, I don't think it's by far. 
Mm. Listen, this guy's coming all for all pro season. He had, he was third in the league in interceptions. Are we going to ignore that? Or are we just going to keep spewing out PFF stats for Jesse Bates? <laughs> all right. Let's look at the tackles. Uh, 62, almost half of what Jesse Bates had. Okay. Fumble zero. Jesse Bates had one. That's still more interceptions. Oh. I'll give him credit. He had six interceptions. That's double what Jesse Bates has. So that's oh, a double. Here. Oh, okay. Right. 15 games played. Well, actually technically the stars in play 16. So that's not an injury. So I'll give yeah. him that. Actually the last four seasons, if you don't count the one game that he missed last year, just for no reason, he's played every single game. Every single game in the last four years. That includes the cup of coffee he had in Houston. He's where where is that Houston? Okay, yeah, it was 2018. That was a weird, that was a weird year. See, you want to punish him because he's played for three different teams. A career high in tackles that year. Again, you want me to use the, you know, he was on a terrible, you know, a pretty bad team, and someone had to make a tackle. Jesse Bates tackled numbers went up too because he was on a bad team and someone had to make tackles. I don't have anything against Jesse Bates. I had him at five. You putting him above Tyron Matthew is just unacceptable. Tyron Matthew is an elite defensive player. I'll take it out of position. Elite defensive player in this league has been. And as long as he's on the Chiefs, I can I expect him to continue doing that. I don't understand where your hate comes from. But you find reasons to hate players for absolutely no reason. So I'm not surprised at the same time. Alvin Kamara. Hey. Alvin Kamara. Brady Jarrett. Um, let's see. Are you just Fun. saying names of players in the league? I don't <laughs> I don't understand what the correlation is between top 10 safety rankings. Grady, what did I say? I said Grady Jarrett. Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Stephon Diggs. Um, and, all don't play safety. And Tom Brady. You know what they were all ranked in my top 10s this year? Number four, which means they're all very, very, very good players. Tyron Matthew was number four on my list. I am not saying he's not a good player. He's historically been very good. I'm just saying... I wanted him to show me consistency. He showed me consistency. I moved them up my list, but I have three players who had better seasons than him last year. That's the bottom line. You're going to tell yeah. me Tyron Matthew had a better season than Jesse Bates Absolutely. and even Minka? Absolutely. Jesse Bates, without a doubt. Minka, sure. Yeah, I had him ranked did a little we, bit. Did you I, were not there when I just read off all his stats? Did you miss the part where I said he went to the Super Bowl? He was an all pro. He Did you was miss the part where Jesse Bates plays on the Bengals? He's doing everything for that defense. Matthew has solid players all around him. See, no, 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 no. Because this is where you're not giving him credit. This oh, is why okay. I started. This God. is why I started my explanation in 2018. Because that defense was so atrocious mm-hmm. before he got there. Mm-hmm. And they had Chris Jones and you know, D Ford, besides the fact that he can't line up on sides, is not a bad player. <laughs> well, they, one episode. <laughs> they switched him out for Frank Clark. Like, I, they got rid of D Ford and brought in Frank Clark. It was kind of a wash. Chris Jones was always there. The difference maker of that defense was Tyron Matthew. He immediately came in and things immediately changed. They went from a laughing stock of a defense the year before. Because he was a, the missing piece. They needed one more really good player to solidify their secondary to solidify the whole defense. Obviously. I'm confused on where that is a negative, though. I, I'm rewarding him for being that missing piece to bring an incredible team together. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl back-to-back years, and I still would say he's my number one team in the NFL right now. Okay, He was the missing piece that put it all together. Let me, Am I not going to reward that? Let me try to break it down so you can understand. Let, uh, pretend, you're, pretend you're in a high school, okay? Okay. Okay, you have a group project, all right? Okay. 
you get placed in the worst group. Okay. You're, it sounds this sounds like when me and you went to Bucks together and I'm stuck with you, but go on. <laughs> so I'm gonna pretend that you're smart, all right? All right, fair so enough. you get placed in a group of three three other people, right? The other three people are these are the dumbest people in the class. They're not they don't get grades, whatever. You're the smartest, all right. Okay. Then I get put, I'm I'm a average, all right. I know I'll say I'll say I'm not as good as you, but I'm a little above average and I'm on the rise, all right. Which is Fair false, enough. but it's. I kind of like how this is going. Go on. Keep, keep whispering the, the how I'm yeah, better in my ear. I should have flipped them. Anyways, <laughs> the other three people in my group are also at the same level as me, right? We're like in the middle, like getting up there, but we're not as good as you. God, I really hate this monologue. Oh, this is going really well. <laughs> so you are Jesse Bates, and we are Ty and Matthew. You have the better, your grade is better because you're a better player on a suckier team. Uh, it's you more must... impressive. It's more impressive for your group to get a better grade because you're doing a lot of work on your own because you're the smartest in that group. Whereas we're just because we get a good grade, but it's balanced because there's good players around us. And I'm not trying to take a shot at Matthew because he's one of those good players on that team. But I'm looking at the fact that Jesse Bates had a better season last year, backed up by stats, and he's on a worse team. Well, it depends on the stats. He did, you know, Matthew did be, have six interceptions, which was third most in the NFL. Okay, that's I one mean, stat, but all the other stats that matter, he did. And all the PFF stats, he was better in as well. Even the pass rushing grade. So, listen, you, you kind of lost me halfway through that. This is the three and four. Play. We're debating the three and four here. like Because that's what I think it's so bad. Like, I, here, all right, I, I understood kind of what two. you were saying. But my main argument is this. You're saying that he went to a team with all these other players that make him look better. No, all the players no, no. that make his the team look say, better are on the offensive side of the ball. That defense was the worst in the NFL the year before he got there. And then he turned them around. They weren't the best, but he turned them around to what they needed to be, to be a, an elite team, which they were, and they won a Super Bowl. And he did it again I, this year. I agree that he helped bring the defense over the top. And the Chiefs defense is still isn't like, like they're not great they're good but he took the worst defense into an average defense and that was a big part of what spagnola had a lot to do with it too coaching sure. does matter but chris jones was on the horrible defense before yeah and tyra matthew was the game changer and that's where i think you're missing this because yeah jesse bates is the best player on a terrible team but tyra matthew was joined a terrible defense the team wasn't bad but all the good players were on the offensive side of the ball the defense was one of the worst in the nfl and he immediately made an impact and paid dividends right away he made them respectable immediately Jalen Ramsey when he was on the Jaguars before they started drafting defensive players around him when he was the only guy out there were they a good defense oh well listen that's completely answer the question answer the question no because he was a rookie Tyron Matthews in the sixth year NFL so he's ready to change a defense a rookie coming in probably isn't going to change a defense not a rookie but I'm saying when he was you know in his first few seasons he was still one of the best corners, right? But his the team around him was very young. They weren't very good yet. So he was a standout, playing really well by essentially himself. One player can help put a defense over the top, but one player cannot be the one-all be-all on a defense because there's so many cogs that are important to get the defense going. All I'm saying is that I was more impressed with what Jesse Bates was able to do with less than what Tyron was able to do with more. 
Oh, man. I agree. I think Tyre Matthew is a huge part. I think if you took him away from the Chiefs, they would suffer. Absolutely. But I'm just saying this past season and the progress I've seen from Bates, I think he's a slight edge going into this season. That's all I'm saying. I'll, I'll, I'll end it on this so we can get through this. But Yeah, this episode's is going to go on forever. <laughs> I'll use Ram, Ramsey example again for this because the Jaguars, you are right. 2017, their peak year, had an incredible defense. There was a ton of talent all over that team. When the Jaguars started falling apart, especially on their defense, you could pretty much correspond to when Jalen Ramsey got traded. Going back to that, if Tyron Matthew got traded from the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs' defense would have an immediate drop-off, a very big drop-off. If Jesse Bates got traded, I think the Bengals would go from a bad defense to just an even worse defense. If you took the Chiefs from a – I say they're an average defense right now, maybe a little bit above average, they'd probably go back to a bad defense if you got rid of Matthew off the team, similar to what Ramsey did with the Jaguars. The Jaguars became a bad defense when they traded Ramsey. Obviously, they had a fire sale and got rid of everyone, but – Ramsey was the big piece. So if you want to use that as an example, uh, that's the way I look at it. But I'll cease my argument. I still you think just you're reinforced, You just reinforced my whole I, I don't. I think you heard me wrong. But go on. Give me your number two. Okay. Yeah, I can see uh, nothing I was saying was getting to you because you're thick brain. Huh. So I take back I, all the compliments I gave you for being in the group project. I just <laughs> couldn't believe that while you were arguing me, you just kept on complimenting me. I was trying to, I was trying to pepper you up so you could I was like, uh, wait, take I the feel blow. Like he, I feel like he's telling me I'm, I'm saying something dumb and trying to prove it wrong, but like he keeps gassing me up. He keeps telling me I'm the smartest, and it's kind of nice. He's trying to tear me down, but he's also building me up instead. Yeah, it's a, it's a trick. Yeah, um, sure. All right, anyways, you're number two. Anyways, I'll be quick with him. Uh, my number two guy, I, sh- I mean, for lack of a better term, I kind of shit on last year, number seven. I have Minka Fitzpatrick here. Um, kind of the same scenario with Tyron Matthews. I was like, Hey, show me, you can do it again. And I will bump you up the list. And I think he is also a player. You could argue is the best safety in the league right now, just based on what he's able to do. Um, like as far as taking away the ball, it's almost unreal. Like what he's doing. He has nine picks and 11 pass breakups over the last two seasons, including playoffs. Like, and we were talking about, I think it was Jesse Bates with the 13 pass breakups, you know, it pass breakups for a safety are crazy. And Minka, this is what I was trying to make that um, analogy with earlier is that Minka with the dolphins was a lot more, he had a more restricted role. Whereas now with the Steelers, they let him just roam the field, be that playmaker that he was in college and let him really capitalize on his talents and his, you know, speed is athletic is so athletic. Yeah. So he could probably play other positions. That's how I like he is. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, you already talked about a lot of his stats and stuff, but I think Minka um, rightfully so deserves to be a top three. I think you had him at three, right? Minka. Yes, I did have yeah. three. I, I would say he's a top three safety in the league right now. So. Okay. I gotta be honest the way this worked out. I did <laughs> not think we were going to have the same number one. Last year, I, I, was, I knew we would, but this year, I was kind of surprised that this is the way it worked out. I know you ride Tyre Matthew pretty hard, but I was honestly 50-50 on either Simmons or Matthew for number one for you. So, All right, fair enough. I mean, they were my number one and two. Yeah, so. I, I knew that much. But let's let's get right into so it. Who then, is cause... number one? And since I just shit on you for like 20 minutes, who I'll let you lead it off. 
Yeah, shit on me. Yeah. Um, I'm actually surprised that we agree on this one, but my number one safety, and I got to say he's the best coverage safety easily in the NFL, in my opinion. And I, I it, when I was making this list, I had, you know, have you, you have those weird memories in your head that just, you know, they're there or they're in your brain, but they get triggered for some reason. You're like, why is that popping up in my head right now? Oh, like a deja vu. Yeah, kind of. But like, you're like, why is that in my long-term memory? Why am I still remembering that? And you're like, you never use it, but here it is. My memory of that was when we were making this list, I, you know, obviously I have Justin Simmons as my number one and I couldn't help but thinking back. I remember in 2016, I I believe it was. Okay. The Broncos released TJ Ward. This was a year after the Super Bowl. This was a year after the no fly zone defense and TJ Ward obviously was the starting safety on that team. And he was a big part of that no fly zone defense. Uh, There was a ton of talent all around him, but he was an incredible player. He was a pro bowl player. Um, and then them releasing him kind of was, you know, it was the first signal that, hey, we're moving on. We're making on to the next chapter. And I remember that they kept on referencing this young guy that they liked a little bit better, Justin Simmons. He was a young, unproven guy. They liked a lot. And they're like, you know what? It's, you win a Super Bowl, it's hard to keep the team together. You know, it gets expensive. Everyone's price tag goes up. That secondary in particular had a ton of studs all over the place. So they looked, who could they afford to get rid of and why? And TJ Ward moved on. He went signed with the Buccaneers and everything. And he played one year there and his career ended. But Justin Simmons, the young guy that no one knew of, I think he was like a sixth round or maybe an undrafted. I don't even remember uh, coming out, but he was a young guy that was making noise. I believe he was on that Super Bowl team and he was enough reason for them to move on from TJ Ward. And uh, yeah. They saw something. The Denver Broncos are a well-run organization, and they must the coaches must have knew something, or Elway knew something, and it worked out pretty well. Because, like I said, Ward played one more year, and Justin Simmons has one moved on to be the prestigious number one on my personal rankings. And honestly, his ranking has a lot. I, Matthew and Minka. I said there was an elite tier top three. The, I, those three, I could, I would argue, you know, I could live with any of them in whatever order. Simmons' outlook is something I love. Mm-hmm. I love Vic Fangio in Denver defensively. You mentioned it with Eddie Jackson because you had in your top 10 last year. Yeah. Eddie Jackson's fallen off since that elite safety season he had, I believe, in 18 or 19. Really obviously, defense. And you know what? It corresponds kind of when Fangio lived. Fangio is a genius when it comes to defensive uh, personnel and scheme and calling. Mm-hmm. But now they added Kyle Fuller. They drafted Patrick Sertan. With Justin Sins leading the charge, that defense is going to look really good. And I think he's in for a hell of a year leading that secondary. Kyle Fuller and Patrick Sertan, who I like a lot as a rookie, are two solid corners. And Simmons playing that deep safety with the pass rush you're going to get from Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Overall, that just speaks of a very potent, deadly defense. And Simmons is the leader of that whole defense. The guy never, never misses games. He's played every single defensive snap since 2018. You want to talk about not missing games. He doesn't miss snaps. He's the best coverage safety, I think, easily, in my opinion. He's the highest paid safety, so obviously the Broncos think something similar to what I'm thinking. He's so good. I, I don't think he gets the fanfare and the love that Fitzpatrick and Matthew get, so that's kind of why I wanted to get Simmons a little bit of love, mostly because of his future, but also, you know, he doesn't get the love that those other guys put up, the bigger names. Yeah. But he is, he is my, in my opinion, the best safety in the league. So I'm assuming that's who you went with, unless you have someone out of left field. <laughs> no, nothing – Nothing wild. I have uh, Justin Simmons at number one of the Denver Broncos. I like that little uh, little introduction you gave there with the whole TJ Ward and everything. I'm not going to lie. When I was making this list, I just thought back to 2016. I vividly remember reading an article and they're like, 
them talking about this young guy they really like because you're like yeah listen you don't you don't start piece getting rid of the pieces of the no fly zone a year after the super bowl you know the no fly zone was arguably one of the best defenses ever and you know they want to get rid of a big major part of that you better have confidence in that young guy stepping up especially as you i don't remember what he was the top of my head i think he's a sixth or undrafted very late but you gotta have confidence and man he has made them look like geniuses ever since then was he a third round yeah 98th uh, overall Oh, my apologies. I thought he was later than that, but you know, you understand the disrespect. I mean, he is disrespected like he is a later rounder. So yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I mean, I hate to say it, but you and I were in agreement last year. We both were pretty, you know, high on him. I forget where you had him, but I had him at four last year. I um, had him at, I had him at five actually. Yeah. So r- pretty much the same. Um, I think, you know, obviously his rookie season, he only played like only started in three games, but he, you know, suited up for 13 or was on the field, whatever. I don't know how they measure games played versus game. I mean, games started is obviously if you start on the depth chart, but yeah. Anyways. Um, then after that, you know, the past four seasons, he just continued to build on his career. Um, I mean, he's only got two career sacks, but like Tim was saying, you know, it's, he's a coverage beast. He's more of a coverage beast. To, I mean, to, to describe him in the words of the wise, well, not always wise, but sometimes wise. Tim Mullen, he's amazing. You're gonna make me <laughs> blush. I, I gotta say. I also want to say, listen, Jamal Adams is an incredible pass rusher. But you look at the teams he's pass rushing for. The Jets and the Seahawks don't have a pass rush. They don't need Justin Simmons to rush pass when you have Von Miller and Bradley. And Chuck. and I'll say this much too. I think I think either we'll see, and and this is the first time he was actually honored, got a Pro Bowl, so people are yeah. starting to recognize him. Yeah. Um, I think he'll either this season i think justin Simmons will either have a better year than he's ever had or he'll still be very 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 good but his stats will just be quiet like they'll be pretty tame just mm-hmm. based i i think denver is going to be a sneaky team this year if they're i mean their offense is really the biggest question mark but defensively you know vaughn if he stays healthy is great chubb if he stays healthy is great um they have some solid pieces on the d-line secondary is looking like it's improved and kareem jackson is a damn good second safety next to uh, justin simmons that's a nice tandem yeah. yeah um they drafted sertan just like you were saying so sign fuller so, your v-tech boy yeah so simmons should hopefully have you know less i don't want to say responsibilities but he'll be counted on less because more players around him will be more talented to help out so i, I, I think, listen he's the lead i i don't want to say leader because von miller's von, there but yeah. leader of the secondary leader of the secondary oh, for sure he's really stepped up in the role he's got paid and I, listen yeah i like him a lot i Highest love his game. safety in the league yeah i love his game put you're talking about two like think back to that no fly zone defense that obviously he wasn't a part of but tj ward was a hell of a player with that team and he's you know with stick. yeah with talib chris harris um who was the other? There was another corner there that I'm blanking on. Chris um, Harris. Oh, you said that. Um, I think there was one more. But um, you know, say it's like when you have corners like th- that are top tier, it makes the safety yeah. either. When you have an elite player at the safety position and good corners, let the guy make plays. I think he's gonna. I'm interested to see how the season plays out for Simmons. I I really like him. I love his future. Obviously, I went on a tirade about how Tyron Matthew made the uh, Chiefs a better defense and. 
I talked about how the Steelers still have some, you know, good pieces together for Minka. But when you talk about safeties and the best position where they're at with Vic Fangio calling plays and being the coach and that secondary they build up, especially in the offseason, I love what Simmons' outlook looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, this is actually ended up being a pretty long episode. So last point I'd like to make is that I just learned that Justin Simmons – is only three years old, three days older than me. Wow. He was born on November 19th, 1993. Well, so, and I was the, born three days later. <laughs> he's the highest paid NFL safety in NFL history. And my no- personal number 10, my number one in my top 10, which is more of, you know, impressive accomplishment than the money. So you know, where, where's your, <laughs> what, what are you doing, Dakota? We're like, we were, you know, born within the same you know, a couple of days. We're obviously yeah. brothers. You know, it's the th- it's the three days. You know, all the all those other accomplishments <laughs> yeah. are coming. You just no, got three more no, days. Yeah, three no, more days. He should be honored. Um, I will say, looking at our list, I don't think we've ever had a list where our number one and our number ten are the same, and everybody else is different order. Point. But yeah, good point. Um, besides, I mean, so you didn't have Kevin Byard or Jordan Poyer. No. Uh, you had Joe, uh, John Johnson, and don't tell me. Um. Uh, Amos. Yeah. So that was the only real. I mean, then the rest of it was just all ordering. Listen, this uh, this is one of my. It's closer top. than I thought, actually. So wait, we we got through all the top tens. I gotta say, this is one of my favorites, mostly because looking back at last year, there's a lot of corrections made to your list from last year. My list, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some flaws, but overall, my list from last year aged a lot better than yours, and that put a smile on my face. Um. Well, my eight, nine, and ten didn't make the list this year. Um, my seven and six, Fitz and Matthew moved up a lot. Harrison Smith pretty much stayed the same. Simmons moved up to number one. Jamal Adams moved back a little bit. Derwin James moved back a lot, and then Kevin Byard is still hanging out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think my list was as bad as you're making it out to be. Your list, I don't remember being phenomenal either. No, no, no. It was just two. It was the well. I mean. I hit on the Derwin. You had Byron and Rank a lot him to get hurt again. Like, come on. I listen. I I am a football expert. Oh, here we go. I've been dabbling in a little medical stuff. I know what a meniscus is. Uh, you know, there's there's different CLs, ACLs, MCLs, PCLs. I'm I'm connected. I, yeah, I can yeah. see that. All righty. Well, hey, we got through the top tens. We'll do a season preview until the season starts. And then from there, we'll have our uh, weekly therapy sessions where the Eagles can break our heart or excite uh, us. We'll see what happens. So they're going to be interesting. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So I'll talk to you later. All right. Peace, Peace out. out.